Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. We are going to continue talking with Lisa Panette about different pieces of legislation that have passed uh, this past session in 2023. All of these statutes that we're talking about, new pieces of legislation already have taken effect. They were passed and they've taken effect August 28th of this year. And uh, so today we're going to talk about, oh my gosh, Lisa, how many pages is here? We aren't going to be able to get into all of these, but there's Mm -hmm. four pages um, listed of different bills, um, so many of them. And all of these bills, there are pieces of language within all of them that have to do with licenses for businesses, in particular new businesses, and fee increases Mm -hmm. for our businesses. So um, there's so many. That's the first thing that I, um, it hits me as I look at this chunk of paper is that there are so many. And, you know, it's interesting. We have a Republican supermajority. And um, we're supposed to want lower taxes, less intrusion of government. So why would we be increasing fees and increasing licensing requirements like all over the place really well is this is this a republican priority that i'm i don't know about mm-hmm. <laughs> well we often have republicans say right like when they might not be socially conservative but they're the fiscally. fiscally conservative right right exactly yeah. so they may not all agree socially you know as being socially conservative but but they are fiscally conservative and when you look at that and knowing that really we only had about 40 bills mm-hmm. that, you know, take out the budget, the budget and, right. and mm-hmm. the little nonsense. Okay, really about right. 40. If you take into consideration we had about 40, but yet there's four pages of increases in new business license. This goes against everything that the Republicans say that they stand for. I mean, you really, I don't know, if you're not fiscally conservative and you're not socially conservative, I'm sorry, what are you? Well, I don't think you're a, a Republican. Republican. Yeah. <laughs> or if you are, you don't really understand what Republican means or is supposed yeah. to mean. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then we get back into this uh, term we call rhino. I know they don't yeah. like for us to use that word. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know another name we could call it. I have another friend who uses... Um, she calls them Gaga Republicans. Go oh. along to get along. Oh, yeah. Republicans. Uh-huh. Um, but they're just not upholding mm-hmm. the Republican platform. Uh-huh. So um, let's get into a few of these. We're, we won't be able to cover all of them, but no. um, SB 103 on page 22 addressed consumer legal funding um, $500 a year. Yeah. SB 138 on page 31. Now get a load of this. (laughs) 
selling quail eggs is going to require a license now. So you're going to have yeah. to purchase a license or do whatever the licensing uh -huh. requirements are um, from the state. And it's going to cost some, somewhere between $100 and $250. I mean, because who shouldn't be punished, really, right? For, For wanting selling to sell some eggs. Some quail eggs. Right. Right? Like, they found one little loophole, I guess. They hadn't got into that niche yet. Yeah. So they had to make sure and insert themselves. Uh, this next one is a huge increase. Mm -hmm. SB 138 on page 437. It's a petroleum gas fee. So I would assume, I don't have the entire bill in front of me, but I would assume we're talking about gas stations. Yeah, it's a petroleum gas fee. That's or, what it said. was not to exceed, before it was not to exceed $75. And now they've increased it to 400 So what was a $75 fee mm -hmm. is now a $400 fee. And any way you shake it, that's going to get passed on to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on SB 138, oh my gosh, you know, there's one, two, three already in SB 138. So we should probably, I should probably take some time to figure out which mm -hmm. one that is. Um, on page 52, a fee is increased for registration, inspection, and calibration services by the Division of Weights and Measures. They removed the rate per hour and instead took it from not exceeding $125 per calibration to not exceeding 500 500 per um, yes. calibration yeah so they raised they raised the roof on that they the, raised the top end they, yeah from 125 to 500 that's that's quadrupling that fee and not only quadrupling if you look at what they do right after that okay now this fee because before if you didn't pay this fee within 90 days the director could condemn and take them out of service. And now, as they have quadrupled that, they're now lowering the amount of days that they have to pay it. Now it's 30 days before they can condemn them and take them out of service. I mean, again, this is a great, like, I, I don't understand how anybody that votes for these things can actually call themselves a Republican. Mm. Well, I mean, there's just so much I don't know about, but I don't, we I need to look and see. I'm going to do that later. Um, SB 138, figure out whose bill that is, and we'll look up the votes, and I'll yeah. post the votes in the show notes. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just move on. SB 24, on page 35, they removed language. This is what it said. An emergency services board organized under 190.325, operating within a county, with a charter form of government and with more than 200,000 but fewer than 350,000 inhabitants shall not have a sales tax for emergency services or providing for central dispatching for emergency services greater than one quarter of 1%. Now, before we get too much further, I want to mm -hmm. talk about this specific language right here. Okay. When we see in a statute, mm -hmm. because until I got yes. involved, Lisa, I didn't know, I didn't have yeah. any idea what this was. Yeah. So when we see in statute, and it happens a lot, but this basically is a description of a county. It's describing the population of the county between 200,000 and 350,000. Um, it just, just describes the type of county it is operating within a county that has a charter form of government. Yeah. And then this specific mm -hmm. range of population. So... 
Um, and do you know the reason for that, Tony? Well, I want you to explain it to people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The reason for that is because they cannot make a law that is um, specific only to one place. They're not allowed to do that. So the way that they go around it is they they talk about, okay, anything. So it's going to be this one place as long as you have 200,000 but fewer than 350,000. It's a way of threading the needle without saying uh, Jefferson County, which this pertains, this pertains to. to Jefferson County. But yeah. they didn't say that. They can't just they say can't. Jefferson County because that would make it unconstitutional. Yes. So now if they just say any county with this type of government and this number of inhabitants, yes, this would apply to. But you yep. and I both know they're talking about Jefferson County. Yes. So this is how they actually bring home a lot of pork, right? In some cases, yes. they... Some, now, not in this not, particular not in this. case, but no. they use this description, yes. this tool or trick of describing... Yes certain counties or certain areas, yes. certain cities or whatever, mm -hmm. um, to bring the budget home to that area. Yep. So uh, they're not bringing money into this area. In fact, they're, they're charging people more money. But yes. this is particular to Jefferson County, although it's got this description of the mm -hmm. county. And uh, what they're doing is... Uh, a sales tax. Um, this county shall not have a sales tax for emergency services or providing for central dispatching for emergency services greater than one quarter of one percent. This is specific for somewhere and yeah, yeah. now yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Jefferson yeah. County yeah. we know. Um, so tell me, explain this because this actually equates to higher taxes. Well yeah, I mean so you you had a ceiling there so it was in law that there was a ceiling that, that in whatever they wanted to do for emergency services, it couldn't be greater than that one quarter of 1%. So what they're doing now is we're going to remove that and we're going to allow for with that ceiling being removed for this to go as high as they want it to go. Uh, again, this is in a way a veiled tax increase. A tax. Yeah. So will the people have to vote on it? Nope. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, maybe no, maybe yes. I mean, because it, you're taking that away. So will they still have to vote on it? Um, you'd have to look at Jefferson County to see, to see. how they, they have to operate. So they very well may have to vote on it, but they couldn't vote on some. It wouldn't matter because they couldn't vote on that high of an increase. Because they were hedged in, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. They were hedged in by the law. They couldn't go any greater. Mm -hmm. So by removing it now, they could vote on it to go higher. To go higher. You know, it's interesting. Um, the fees and the taxes, we're actually not supposed to be taxed without a vote of the people. Uh -huh. Yeah. New additional taxes yes. or a raising of your taxes. Yeah. You're not supposed to be taxed. But... You know, when you call it a fee, that's right. Instead of a tax, yes. Then you yes. just get away with charging yep. people whatever mm -hmm. you want. That's right. And if they want to charge us, you know, fifty new hundred dollar taxes every year or hundred dollar fees, mm -hmm. if they want to call it a fee, but yeah. assign us, you know, fifth, five more fees this year or ten more fees or how about a climate fee? Yeah, we. I mean, right? yeah, right. Like if we call <laughs> it a fee, 
then we don't have to um, yeah. pay attention to the Hancock Amendment. That's right. So, okay, so let's go on HB 402. Mm -hmm. On page 40, change the total amount of state payment for home care licensed residential care, home care licensed residential <laughs> care facilities not to exceed $156 every month subject to appropriation. Okay, so now it's changed. So what it was is it could not exceed $156 a month. Uh -huh. And now they're opening it up and it's just subject to appropriation. So whatever money, the General Assembly, remember our money, this is mm -hmm. our money we pay in taxes, that they want to give out or dish out, it can be that amount. They're no longer capped at the 156 per month. Um, and that's a scary thing considering the budget that we have and, yeah. and uh, that, you know, even though, like I said, we've got a super majority, we're spending money like it's going out of style. And do you know who has a lot of these uh, residential care facilities and nursing homes in our state? Mm. Tell me it's not BlackRock <laughs> well, or Gates it, it or could, Soros. It, it could or... be all of those. It could be all those in partnership with this person. <laughs> who knows? But um, no, Claire McCaskill. Really? owns yeah claire mccaskill owns a lot of these hmm. facilities interesting. Yeah. interesting you know it is interesting when you start learning who's who and who owns what and yep. who's involved in what businesses um it is it does become very interesting yeah. um okay so sb 109 page 14 a battery fee that was set to expire mm -hmm. was extended so i think people don't really understand when we have different statutes Mm -hmm. And they a lot of times they will write into a new statute that it has a sunset. Yep. There's a sunset clause. Mm -hmm. And that means that, you know, depending if they write the sunset for four years, then that particular statute would be in effect for the four years. But after the four years is over, uh, then there's another opportunity to deal with that topic, whatever it might be. Yep. But what do you see happening with sunsets most often? When those sunsets expire... Mm -hmm. What do we see most well, it's, usually? It's usually something that's either if it's if it's just legislation and doesn't have to do with money, mm -hmm. then it's put in there because it's a point of contention, and so somebody writes it in, but then it's usually extended anyway. And definitely with something that's dealing uh, with monetary issues, mm -hmm. what you see is that it's put in there and then extended. But usually why the monetary is put in there and the sunsets on the monetary is because the lobbyists actually enrich themselves by doing this. So when they do it for something like a battery fee, whoever's making those battery fees, you know, whoever is on the other side of that that's going to make money, mm -hmm. if they're lobbying for them and yet there's a sunset, then they're getting paid again to extend the sunset for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. So one of the sunsets that we saw this uh, session that maybe people did hear about is the four-year sunset on the trans bills. Yeah. So um, on those bills, you know, we had the medical um, trans bill, which prohibits medical transition of our kids, our mm -hmm. minors, kids mm -hmm. under 18, but there is a four-year sunset. Now, that sunset got put in because that was one of the things they negotiated. Um, the lobby corps mm -hmm. was, you know, was negotiated to have that in. So that was one of the, that was one of the things that 
the opposition required in order for us to collect enough votes to get it to pass. And I think we should maybe even just stop there for a minute because that's been such a hot top hot mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. And the reason why specifically they picked that amount of time because they have Patterson coming up as mm-hmm. the new um, speaker speaker of the house who was one that was the one very few that voted no. I think one of two Republicans in the House, uh-huh. he voted against that bill. And now yep. he's going to be our speaker, Lisa. And he's going to be our speaker. And not only is he going to be our speaker, but then when that sunset is up, it'll be in his hands and the House Ugh. to extend it. Yeah. So probably what you will see is one of the unique times that that probably will not be extended. extended. Right. So um, we probably need to talk about that situation on some other podcast yes. because we're getting off on a rabbit trail. Yeah. <laughs> but we do need to talk about John yeah. Patterson yeah. and uh, that whole situation. But let's get back to these fees yeah. on SB 109 on page 16. It says fee on tires set to expire. So there's another sunset. Yeah. So you have a fee on your tires. And, yep. and so again, Republicans, they could have said, oh, okay, the fees on the tires now, we'll let those expire. We'll let the battery fees expire. But no, but they're no. extending them. Yeah. The tires extended all the way to 2031 mm-hmm. and the battery fee to 2029. That's just page one, Lisa. I know. Um, that same bill has a hazardous waste fee set to expire that they extended to 2030. A nuclear waste fee set to expire, also extended to 2030. Another hazardous waste fee um, extended to 2030, and they gave the commission authority to revise that fee structure when it expires. So they they delegated their authority Mm -hmm. on this particular fee and said, we don't want to look at this anymore. We'll just let the commission decide. We'll just let them decide how much they want to gouge the people. That's really what they did. Yeah. They said, instead of having any kind of fee structure, we'll just let you guys decide how much you want to gouge the people. Mm-hmm. Um, same bill, page 32, increased the mine inspection fee per ton on all minerals. Mm-hmm. This is Burnsketter's bill. Mm-hmm. I remember this now. Burnsketter had the mining bill. If a new mineral is found, the director will announce the addition of, a f- of the fee. So, of mm-hmm. course, anything new we find, we're going to put fees on that. Yep. Um, we're increasing the mine inspection fee from $10 to $25. So that's yep. a fee there that's more than doubling. Um, charge a late fee for paying after 30 days. The authority for the commission to further revise a fee. Mm-hmm. And here we go again. Yep. We're going to give the commission um, authority to change things. Um, regulations with fees set to expire. Those are extended uh, to 2030, and again, that commission is going to be able to revise that yep. fee schedule. These are all, now, I'm repeating a lot of the same words, but they're actually on different pages yep. addressing different fees and different things. So they're doing yes. this same action, yep. kind of across the board, mm-hmm. giving the commission authority to change the fee structures, yep. extending the fees all over the place. Um Wastewater fees set to expire was extended to 2030 again, and authority given to that commission. So that's I mean, all in the same bill. But all of those were in the same bill. A lot of this, I mean, if it's not passed down to us, it's things that we wouldn't even necessarily think of. What is wastewater? Wastewater is what? That's like the sewer. That's and, your sewer, uh, right? And, right. 
And and now look, it was set to expire, and now they've given authority to the commission to decide the fee schedule mm -hmm. on that. So when we're doing our wastewater, and again thinking about the green agenda, right? They well, want us you using know. less. They want us flushing the toilet less. They want us to just dig a hole and you know right. do our business outside. And this isn't wastewater, but we could get yeah. into talking about the electricity. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're seeing different fee schedules and mm -hmm. all kinds of different stuff happening with our electricity. And I think that that's one of the things that we can expect to see, would you not agree, as time moves yes. on, that we're going to see our utilities, all types of our utilities, mm -hmm. whether it's wastewater, gas, electric, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Necessarily skyrocket, like yes. Obama said. Yes. But who's doing it? So even as we see people that are seemingly in our state trying to defend, right, and roll yeah. back things, like yeah. we can say, okay, Cindy O'Loughlin went before the, the Public Service Commission and um, she fought so that we wouldn't get those, the time of use rates. But who brought all that in? I mean, nobody's talking about that. I already know who brought it all in. Again, a super majority of Republicans here in the state yeah. of Missouri is the one that brought all that in. Right. So your electric bills are going up. They'll continue to go up because they put it in legislation and passed it. Right. And, you know, to, to that point, I think, and this isn't the only place we've seen it, but a lot of times it's so frustrating to me that I'm reading more of the fine print now and I'm understanding mm -hmm. that the things that the Republicans are complaining about these people in D.C., yes. the Democrats in D.C., Biden's mm -hmm. regime doing this, doing that, whatever. Unfortunately, our state-level Republicans are actually doing some of those same things. Yes. And it's so much worse because it does make it at a state level mm -hmm. right here at home. Yeah. And they may be pointing the finger at D.C., but sometimes that's not actually where the blame lies. No. Most of the time, it's not where it lies because most of your authority actually is within your state. But it's easier to point to those guys and say, look at what they're doing. And they don't want to tell you they've done the same exact thing here, which is exactly where they have the authority to do it. It's right. not at the federal level. Right. Um, so anyway, we're going to go on. Here's mm -hmm. SB 186 again. I think we actually talked about this bill on a podcast just real recently. Mm -hmm. Um, SB 186 is Senator Justin Brown's. It's one of these omnibus bills. In fact, yeah. it has more than 24 subjects. And I haven't even wow. gotten to the end of the list of subjects that is covered in this bill. Um, and it has to do with anything related to public safety. Mm -hmm. That's how broad it is. Yeah. Anything that has to do with public safety. So all these things that I'm going to list off are in SB 186. Mm -hmm. On page 3... This was actually the original intent of the bill. Mm -hmm. It was like two paragraphs long. Mm -hmm. It had to do with a fee for the highway patrol, a uh -huh. $6 fee. That's mm -hmm. how the bill started. Yeah. But it ended up with all these other things. On page 35, it removes the maximum age requirement of 60 years old for a police chief. So now we can have police chiefs, I guess, who are, I don't know. I don't know if there is a maximum now. but, yeah. um, And I'm sure they did that because... Uh, they're having such trouble keeping their law enforcement these days. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, with that, too, with the $6 uniform crash report fee that they did increase for the highway patrol, uh -huh. I think it's important to say that now they've changed this 
that they can receive an additional dollar every year if the superintendent of the Missouri State Highway Patrol wants it. So this you mean goes like on this year at six dollars, but next year it's seven dollars, then, then it's eight, eight, then nine, then ten. So that fee can increase a dollar a year from yeah. now till forever. Forever. Yeah. Um, okay, so page 35. This was the age requirement for the police chief. It removed the maximum um, salary. So now yeah. the salary can go up yeah, and so up and up and up. Yeah, the maximum salary was $189,000 for a police chief, and now it, the board just determines the salary. Okay. Um, on page 36, it removed the max level of salary for all police yeah. that was previously set. Um Limited, on page 38, limited the incentive pay achievable to police officers to no more than 25% of officers in any rank to get the additional pay. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. That one's kind of complicated, but there's a, um, it's like a tiered structure mm -hmm. and what they can do and in additional pay. And so it's, it's just, yeah, they changed that. So it's a little bit complicated. Um, let's see on page. Well, there was a couple of good things you noted yep. on page 40 and 43. Uh -huh. I guess we won't skip those. Let's yeah. give them credit where credit is due. Absolutely. It doesn't happen very often. Huh. Um, so on page 40, it changed the provision of taxation for police in certain class counties to limit it to certain expenditures instead of including, but not limiting it. Uh-huh. So... Um, it did limit the taxation in that mm -hmm. in that one specific yeah. place. <clears throat> and then um, on page 43, if any city shall budget an amount for public safety that is no less than the amount budgeted in the year immediately preceding the enactment of the tax, the revenue from the tax shall supplement and not replace amounts budgeted by the city. So can you yeah. explain that one for me? Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a good thing. Like you said, giving credit where it's due because uh, it's hardly ever due. This, that if, so you've got these uh, more radicalized cities, right? Like St. Louis and Kansas City. And they're budgeting an amount for public safety. But then what they're doing is it's kind of like with the other hand, they're not replacing it. Mm -hmm. So you have places where they're receiving more money for policing public safety, but they're not really using it there. Instead, they're just replacing that money. So they're not adding in addition to, they're just keeping it flat. Okay. By that addition. And so what we're saying here, right, is in this legislation that you can't do that. If there's a supplemental there, then it actually needs to exist there, and you can't take it away. Okay. Well, um, gosh, we've still got two more pages. I don't think we have time for all of this, but um, need. are there any of these that you feel like are super important that we need to talk well, about I mean, before? You're talking about we also had a huge Medicaid expansion yes, this yes, year, and did. I mean that is worthy of its own talk, but knowing that we had huge Medicaid expansion. This was a priority mm -hmm. of the Republicans this year, which mm -hmm. again, I'll say that again, this was a priority of the Republicans this year, Medicaid expansion, and making sure that in this Medicaid expansion that life was not protected. So can you explain that, Lisa? Yes. Because that was a big fight this mm -hmm. year. Um, 
And it was a real sly thing, a yeah, manipulative thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And like you said, this probably deserves a, a conversation all on its own, but let's mention it here and then we'll come back later and do another, yeah. another uh, session. So there were benefits given um, after postpartum, mm -hmm. benefits given through this Medicaid expansion. And the postpartum said whenever the, the uh, last day of the pregnancy ended, and so knowing that in that type of legal language, that also included abortions. And so why will we be giving this type of supplemental income benefits to people that are having an abortion? And so what you had from, I think you can say day one, is that grassroots, conservative grassroots, were trying to step in and say that we need protections in this bill and this Medicaid expansion that says that they cannot be used um, for abortions. And what you had was certain members, um, even members that say that they're so pro-life, mm -hmm. so pro-life. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> that they were the ones advocating and making sure that those um, life protections did not make it in the Medicaid expansion bill. It's, a, it's enough of a slap to have Medicaid expansion, it's kind of like getting doubly slapped in the face when you not right. only have Medicaid expansion, but then they can also use it for abortion. And maybe even a triple slap when you know who is the one behind the scenes Doing calling right. for that expansion right. and yet going around the state like, I'm so pro-life, I'm so pro-life. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the things that you discover when you spend a little time inside the building that yeah. nobody on the outside would really know. Um, yeah, it's, it's discouraging and uh, frustrating. But, um, so yeah, the fees just go on and on. I tell you, I do want to mention this name right uh -huh. here. Um, Senator Arthur. Yeah. She had a big role in this session. Yeah. She's one of the, our Democrat senators. Mm -hmm. But actually, she got more legislation passed than our conservative senator, our conservative Definitely. Republican senators. Definitely. You know, um and I understand that we do need to be able to get along and mm -hmm. work together and all of those types of things. Mm -hmm. But it's really interesting to me mm -hmm. with this supermajority of Republicans. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you in particular have, you have deep dived into the legislation that passed in a lot of different ways. You've looked mm -hmm. at a lot of different, you've analyzed it in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. We've just dissected all these bills six ways mm -hmm. to Sunday. Yeah. Um, and our conservative senators, and mm -hmm. I would say that those senators are Senator Moon, Senator Bratton, uh, Senator Igel, Senator Carter. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to forget anybody. Um, there's about seven of them, and I've only got Ben four. Brown didn't have anything either, so that <laughs> right that. And then um, uh, we've got uh, Andrew Koenig, sort of. And uh, I mean, on a good day, I don't know. See, now we, we get it. It's sad because here we've got yeah. four or five, and then we're getting, we're like, oh, we're I like, don't know about uh, that one. Oh, Denny Hoskins Denny. Is, fa is fairly, he, he'll fight with the conservatives. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. appreciate Denny yeah. for his willingness to stand yeah. and filibuster and things yeah. like that. Um, our conservative senators didn't get legislation passed at all, most of them. A few of them maybe got their name on something, mm -hmm. but they really didn't get their priorities 
No, and handled. I would I would even but yeah. Senator Arthur did. Oh, Senator Arthur, the Democrat, and she's been. So this is a consistent theme. Not only has she um, did she get things done last session, but the session before the educational omnibus bill with her and Cindy O'Loughlin. I'm going to say that again. Cindy O'Loughlin, our Republican majority floor leader. Mm-hmm. And, and she would say she's conservative. And she also, she doesn't run from the fact that she's very good friends with Senator Lauren Arthur, the Democrat. I just heard something where she was on uh, Scott Fawn's mm-hmm. thing. And she, mm-hmm. she did not distance herself, she said. She looks to her for education. Now, when she says she looks to her for educational issues, this is a Teach for America Obama Mm-hmm. person. Arthur is. Senator Lauren Arthur yeah. is a Teach for America Obama person. Yeah. And that who is really coming up with, with our, our education. Uh-huh. Our education legislation. legislation. Even though we've got Republican leadership, yep. even leadership that would, would claim to be conservative, yeah. um, cl- working closely, hand in hand, like, so, <laughs> I mean, they're kind of like BFFs almost. Yeah. Um, Closely hand in hand with really a very liberal Democrat senator on our education, mm-hmm. our kids, our school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's disturbing to me. But um, anyway, yep, Senator Arthur did get a lot of things passed, and of course, I mean she's a Democrat senator, pretty liberal, so she doesn't mind to have these fees and stuff stuck all oh, over her. Oh, she doesn't mind the fees. I mean, everybody needs a new fee if you're a Democrat. Yeah. But apparently, if you're a Republican, you need a good fee and license yeah. too. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that. There were a lot of increased fees for our businesses um, stuck in, kind of tucked in, actually mm-hmm. hidden in. All these bills that passed in 2023 and uh, just something you need to be aware of. So I will talk more um, in the days to come about different uh, different things that have already passed so that you can be aware. And I would encourage you if uh, you have questions about some of these things we've talked about, either reach out to me. uh, You can uh, email me through the website or reach out to your representatives and senators. Start yeah. asking questions. Yeah. Um, give them a call. Let them know you're a constituent and just start asking questions. And, um, you know, more of us need to do that. More of us need to use our voices and they need to know that you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining me and we'll be back here together again soon. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.